Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Aileen Drexler, Jordana Abraham, and Sammy Sage. Before they were business partners, they were close friends who've known each other since elementary school. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Get to know the women who've been making us laugh since 2011. Who allowed you to take my breath away? This is At Betches. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Hello, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Jordana. And I'm Sammy. And today we have a ton of topics to cover. For those of you who are Succession fans like I am, we will be closing the show with a recap of the season premiere. So stay tuned for that if you've already watched. We're also talking about Courtney's engagement, Lala's breakup, and we have an update on the Gabby Petito case. But first, let's talk about our visit to Watch What Happens live last week. How much fun did we have? That was great. That was really just one of my best days in a long time. Um, You know, just a great time. Um, I know that's not very descriptive or giving much tea to the audience, but... um, I don't know. They have what? like a a bar, like that not the one that we were bartending, but like actually I like that you could like actually order drinks. Right. It's cool. <laughs> they have like a menu, like Andy's yeah. favorite. Yeah, so basically in the green room they have a they have a menu. You can get really any drink you want. They had some nice snacks. They touch up your hair and makeup. Um, you got there we did a pre tape, so we got there at like seven on Wednesday and it aired on Sunday, um, at like ten. So it was cool. Great episode. Yeah, we hope you guys saw it. It was on last Sunday after um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, I think. Yeah. And just overall fun time. And for more about from me and Sammy on Bravo topics, you can listen to Mention It All. We were, up, we're on it on Thursdays now, at least for the until the end of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. Yeah. Um, and that's well, where we well, go to spill all of our Bravo thoughts. Wait, so what was your favorite part of the Watch What Happens Live experience? I don't know. It's cool to just, like, see the behind-the-scenes stuff of how they film, like, the cue cards and, like, the, you know, like, what people do during the commercial break, which is, like, mostly just texting. (laughs) Yeah. What do you Um, think? I think it's cool when we got to, like, talk to Andy for two seconds and he, like, remembered us. Yeah, he's great. Um, What else? I mean... We didn't really, I, we didn't really like talk much to like Jenny and um, Wendy like one on one or anything. But it was kind of funny that Andy was like roasting Wendy's mom a little bit. Um, yeah, that was really funny. She was like, "No flash photography." Yeah, and she was like complaining that it was too hot. <laughs> oh, and also that Jenny brought, brought um, Tiffany Moon from Real Housewives of Dallas, like inter housewives friendships. Tiffany Moon was super friendly. I really liked her. Tiffany Moon was. Is, do you have, you don't watch Dallas? No, right? but like, should I go back and do so? She's pretty. Good. I actually, I'm upset that they canceled Dallas. I don't really know. I don't know that a ton of people watched it, but I enjoyed it personally. I knew someone who was going to go on the season, and then they canceled it. So I was just disappointed oh, wow. that um, we wasn't you wouldn't be able, able to watch, watch that person. Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's very like, it's very different than people I think we know because like Dallas just feels like very it's like a different very different world from New York obviously where we're from but also even Beverly Hills like its own like kind of like southern different vibe of like just the way that like they approach money and everything else I thought it was like an interesting cultural differences totally I mean now I'm reading the housewives book not all diamonds and rosé so I'll you know I'll probably go back to watching more like old seasons after I finish and they're bringing back Miami 
I heard, and we know someone who's going to be on it, apparently. I, okay, I love how we say we're not going to talk about Housewives, and here we are talking about Bravo well, again. I think we had to talk about Watch What Happens Live, because that's a cool experience in our lives. How's yeah. life? My life? Um, yeah. My life is good. Um, Avi's birthday was on Tuesday, and I guess if we're just getting into life, he yeah. like, during dinner, he was like, you know, I'm thinking we should have two kids. I'm like, fuck. Oh my wow. God. So we're going to. Very casual. Yeah. Well, my mom was there too. It was, like, <laughs> it was like a family discussion. And I'm like, oh, you, you want that now? And he's like, and he's like, no, not now. But like, you know, I, I, I think, we, you know, probably we should do it. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So what brought him to that? It thought he was just like, cause we have such a nice family with our dogs. And I just think it would be so nice if we added some kids in. Like, he's like, it would be so great. Like, we could just do stuff together. So, I'm like, are oh. you into that, too? Well, now I'm like, oh, my God. Birth seems so terrifying, as does um, pregnancy and motherhood. Here's and- the thing, though. <laughs> Millions and mil- billions of women over the course of history have done it. Okay, right? but like... It's like, in some ways, the most natural thing in the world. No, it is, but like it scares the shit out of me to like, phys- like a, it's a lot of physicality that really just scares me. Right. I'm comforted by the fact that just so many people have done it. Okay. Well, like, and like they've been like, yeah. And like a lot of people have had a lot of really bad situations. Well, a lot of people have had a lot of really good situations too. Well, I'm just scared. And I'm like, Oh my God, we're like really talking about this. Either way, don't expect me to get pregnant anytime soon. But that was like, that's really what's on my mind this week. Cause well, when are you freezing your eggs? Well, now I'm like, should I freeze my eggs? Cause or should you just have one now? Not now, but like, what's the, you know, if he, you know, what's the point? Like, what's the, well, what do you want? pay? Honestly, like, here's the thing. Like, how much I, of your, what you want is about, is about what he wants? Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm terrified of having kids. And if he's, if he continues to be like, oh, um, let's just like not have them and like, let's just like enjoy our life and like go on like lots of vacations and get like tons of dogs. I'd be like, okay, I could do that. The, but I do, I would want to freeze my eggs just in case like we did right. decide we want to have kids. But if like, here's the thing, Here, here's what I said. I was like, if you, you kind of could go either way. Right, That's interesting. Yeah, right. I could go That's either way. That's how I feel about a dog. Oh, well. Cause Mike, <laughs> Mike kind of wanted a dog and I was like, listen, like, I don't really care that much either way. If you want to like figure out like how to get the dog and like the whole process and like, like I don't really right. care enough to do that. But if you want to do it, like I'm not, I'm like, I'm open right. to having the dog live here. So, right. Right. So that, so that's <laughs> now what I can't stop thinking about because like, cause I could see it either way. I'd be like, Ooh, we could be like dinks. We could have so much money that we just spend on ourselves. We could not have to Who's worry dinks? about double income, no kids. Oh, we could we could not yeah. worry about like schools and like, you know, health care for kids and all this stuff. But I do feel like I might regret not having them. And like maybe I'm just not like in the headspace or or maybe I'm just scared of things that like I could maybe hopefully pay to avoid, like having help, having a nanny. Like right. I'm terrified of breastfeeding. I could just not like I'm going to not probably. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like the physicality really freaks me out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. 
get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. But then he, okay, he was like, I know we talked about having like zero kids or one kid, but like if we're going to have any kids, I think we should have two. So I, I kind of feel like I agree with that. So I said, well, we're probably not going to end up having zero kids. Like it's probably not going to happen. Like we probably would just like freeze the eggs and then have like one you know, later in the 30s kid. But I said, like, I honestly don't want to have a baby at age 40. I don't want to be running around with a newborn at age 40. So if, like, if we're not starting for, like, three years, then, like, we're going to have a toddler and a one-year-old when I'm 40. So I don't want to do that. So, and I also said, I, I was like, honestly... All my friends are going to get pregnant probably like next year. I would rather be pregnant with friends where I have like people to lean on in that situation for like my first pregnancy than like wait until. Well, you could also have it with like your third pregnancy, like be with someone. Yeah, but like that's not, you know, I don't want to in four years, like are people still going to be like having kids? Like I don't want to be the only person having my first kid at 37. You know, mm-hmm. and then if I have to have another one, having that at 40, you know. Right. So I'm just Well, like, they say you have the first kid for yourself and then the second kid for the first kid. Right. Well, that's what he says. He's like, he's right. like, I don't, he's like, I don't think we should just have one kid that's not going to like, should do zero or two. So, and then I'm like, well, why would we spend $25,000 to freeze embryos if we're just going to like have a kid? In a year. Right, have it now. Yeah. Right. Ish. So, or like in a year, you know, whatever. So, yeah, that that's all that I can yeah, really think about. I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh right. my God, am I going to have to like well, here's what I wonder. Does anyone have them and then like secretly kind of regret Yes. It? You think? I do. I do believe that. They just won't talk about it because like it's rude to the kid. Probably. Yeah. I think there's probably tons of parents who regret becoming parents. You think? Yeah, I feel I do. like once you have it, you're like, oh, I can't imagine. Like, think about. I imagine like getting a dog would be like that. Like, oh, I'm kind of like not that into like taking on the responsibility. But once I had it, I feel like I'd like really love it, and it'd be worth it. I mean, there are definitely. Like, think about how much you love your dogs. Imagine something with your like DNA. Well, that's what Avi kept saying. <laughs> He's like, you don't get it. It's gonna be you. I'm like, oh give me me okay that's cool (laughs) that's cool no i do love my dogs i'm obsessed with them so i don't know i would like an update on your thought process if it changes yeah i feel so like lost because sometimes i'm like oh my god i can never be a mom i'm so terrified like i can't do that and then sometimes i'm like okay well i'm obviously gonna do it so like just get going i mean you don't have to do it if you're not like if you don't really feel like 
there's anything about it that you'd be like looking forward to or excited no, there, about. There would be things I'm excited about, but I'm very afraid. Right. The physicality of it is very intimidating to me. Like if Avi, again, like if Avi could do it, like I would be like, oh, let's just do it. Why not? Like the hormones and like that kind of stuff. Pushing a, physically growing a child, pushing them out of your body. Then you have to like, physic. your body adopt. has to like recover from that, like for a year kind of. And then you're like, then you have to fucking have another one so that there's a sibling. And then like, and then it's just like pain. It's painful. Like you have to just, it's very physical, a lot of physical labor. And I do much better with intellectual labor, frankly. Interesting. I mean, I think people do it and then like it's over and then you don't like you, maybe you do it one more time and then like, that's it. And then you have this kid for like the rest of your life. That's like, right. But you're kid. assuming that everything's going to like go great with the kid. Like what if, what if well, everything happens? could not go great with any part of your life. Okay. Like, that's but inherent like, risk in anything you do. But, right. But you're choosing to add this new risk and it's just, well, think about buying a house. You could buy a house and then like the basement could completely flood and you'd have to deal with that. Well, you have you could buy a house and it could, it could catch on fire. And like, I mean, your kid right, has insurance but like, too. Yeah. But like, I just feel like a kid, like a, there's so many more things that can go wrong with your kid. I guess. But like, it's about the journey. You know? Yeah. But like, you're, yeah. Think about I, it, your mom and your relationship. You guys are so tight. But yeah. Like. But like that didn't happen till I was 30 and it, we had to go through really, really horrible things. Um, and we didn't have a good relationship for like, so but many you, years you yourself have now been to like all this therapy i feel like you would go into it with a more enlightened view perhaps right right i mean honestly well, i mean i talked sounds- to Lean about this while you're on your honeymoon actually it's like part of it is the societal thing like if no one were having kids would i be like so into having kids and probably like no which is like something no. to think about um because but it is nice to like do like you said, do things with the people around you. Like you can. Still, well, it's I'm more like I feel like having, I need right. to do. I if I'm gonna be doing it, like a re, like. To me, that's like, it's a decision factor. It's not like oh, I'm doing it because everyone's doing it, but it's like right. if I'm doing it, it makes sort it of more soon, fun to do it or when just, everyone else no, is doing. I'm not even thinking about it as like fun. I'm thinking about it as like I will need a fuck ton of support. Like I know that like I'm going to need a fuck ton of support in parenting, whether it is friends or like people I pay to help me or my mother like I know that or my you know obviously Avi like I know that I am not like like I'm not going to be able to meet a child's needs on my own like I also know that if I am so focused on the meeting physical needs I will not be able to like invest like not invest emotionally but I won't be able to emotionally give if I right if I am like, that's why I'm like, okay, well, if everything's kind of taken care of, then I can, like, give to my child. I know I can give, like, emotionally to a child. But I can't think – I can't, like, do all the other stuff. It gets too overwhelming to me. Right. Well, I guess that's a discussion to have with Avi and your therapist probably. And, like, our bank account and, like, you know. It's- yeah, it's a lot that goes into it. Huge, huge life-altering thing. But, like I said – People do it. They do it every day. They've been right. doing it since the dawn of humankind. So 
There's got to like, be something to it. But okay, but you know, I'm just trying to express the headspace I'm in. Like, you know, when you're like waiting to get engaged. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's like you're chewing it over in your mind. Like, when will he do it? Like, like when but will? Then you're you like, know? oh, I want. I know I want. This well, it's to a little. Yeah. It's a little. It's a little different, but it's like all consuming of the, your thoughts. It's like right. You know, it's like that's kind of like the thing that you can think about. You know. Right. I get that. You're kind of like because it's like a big existential question. It's like most of the time you kind of just like, you know, focus on like what's in front of you and like your day and getting through like whatever's happening. But then sometimes you'll just have something like going on in the other track in your mind. That's right. like, it well, just feels just like, oh my like, God, like I have to reorient all my thinking now. I also do think at the end of the day, like, um, like whatever decision you make will come with pros and cons. I don't think there's like a absolute a hundred, there's no like win, win, win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like everything, everything requires some downside. There's no like, there's very few things in life that are pure upside. Right, right. Like I was, and sometimes just, yeah. that makes it more worth it or better. Like if you had a kid and you didn't raise it at all, like you probably wouldn't be like in the same relationship with, have the same relationship with it. Like you only had a nanny or you sent it to boarding school. <laughs> right, that's true. Like. I don't need to send it to boarding school. I just need someone to really like, I need to split the responsibility with like more people than me. I feel like I would be pretty hands-on. I mean, he's very hands-on, but like, I don't know. I would just like take it one step at a time. (sighs) With one thing at a time. Right, all right, I know. I feel like you get like, you get very like pulled all over. I know, I do. One step at a time with one thing. And just like, do you take your time? It's not like right. an immediate rush. Right. Well, I'm still taking the birth control, so it's not going anywhere. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it too from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches. Go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash batches. Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am said mom. I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable. And it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. 
Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery soft, custom-milled Luna Lux Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. Should we pivot conversations to something? Perhaps. Speaking of someone else's big life moment, Courtney and Travis are engaged. Someone who didn't get married but had a few kids. Yeah. No matter. I'm really happy for her. I'm especially happy because it's her first wedding. And, like, mm-hmm. so I don't feel, like, annoyed about, like, having to, like, you know... If Kim was doing, like, another wedding, I'd be like... So you don't have to go. <laughs> no, no, no. But, like, if Kim was you doing another wedding... Secretly, she asked me. And, um... I didn't want to tell you, but, <laughs> but, um, is it no, the same I, day as mine and you choose and you chose mine? What if Courtney yeah. asked you to be her bridesmaid and it was the same day as my wedding? No, I would go to your wedding still. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, I'm so flattered. I'd go to your wedding over Courtney. Whose wedding, wedding would you skip my wedding to go to? You could be honest. I won't be offended. I don't like, like Meryl Streep's wedding. <laughs> her second wedding. Um, no, maybe like, like Mm, the Obama's what? The Obama's vow renewal? Maybe. No, 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 no. I, w- I, I would understand. I would understand if that was the case. Okay, okay, fine. Maybe them. Who? Okay. Who's? Okay. Here's a better question. Which of our? Whose wedding would you skip to go to Courtney's wedding? I mean, I'm not going to answer that right. on the podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, fine, 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 fine. But either way, I'm really excited. It's not like Kim having another, yet another wedding. It's like Courtney's, you know, she's in her 40s and she's having her first wedding. And I'm just really happy for this like big moment for her. They seem really into each other. And not to say like, oh, this is like the everlasting love for sure. But they do seem really happy and to be on the same like emotional page. And I love that. How long have they been dating? I'm a little concerned they might be rushing things. Not long, not long. Let's Google that. How long were Courtney and Travis together? They've been close friends for years. And then... Scott must be so upset. I know. Do you feel bad for him? No, not at all. He could have married Courtney, like, a long time ago. Right, right. He could have, and he didn't. Yeah. Um, I still can't. Oh, they started, they, they started dating in January of 2021, but they were friends for like years before. Like they knew each other. It wasn't like they met then. Right. And they kind of like last? became friendly. It might. I think it'll, I think it'll last like enough time that it's not like, oh, that was bullshit. You know, I give them five years. I give them five years or more. All right. Well, I'm excited for Courtney. I'm excited to see the wedding. I wonder, like, how it'll be different from the others. I think it's going to be, like, more classic. and But it will have, like, an edge to it. But I think it's going to be less, like, um, tacky. They haven't <laughs> had a wedding in the family in quite a bit. They don't really Kim's. get married. They, like, Which as, makes sense. There's no reason for them to get married. There's, in fact, reasons like, for them not to get married. Right. There's way more reasons for them not to get married than to get married. It doesn't make any sense. I actually don't really fully understand why Courtney's getting married. 
She's not going to, I, I, maybe you think she'll have more kids? I think she'll probably have like one more kid. How old is she? Can she? Four, have I think kids? she's like forty-two. Maybe maybe she froze eggs. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I could see her having more kids. She really loves kids. Yeah, I think she and she. Yeah, totally. I could see her having like one or two more, or maybe she'll have yeah. like twins or something. Well, if they have more kids, I give them longer. Yes, I think I think it's gonna last ten to fifteen years, actually. Okay. They that seem seems to like actually like each other. Like, it doesn't seem fake. They it haven't been seem... together that long, though. Yeah, it's but... like everyone likes each other in the beginning. Yes, but the knowing each other for a long time, I think, gives you, like, it's one thing to just meet someone and, like, fall in a whirlwind romance. It's another to know someone for a long time, start dating, and it, like, just goes really well in the beginning. And to, like, I think, you I know think under 10. Okay, well. But we will see. See you in 2031. Yeah. We should bet on it. <laughs> we have so many bets going for like long. I know. I can't keep track of them. I know. I know. Um, and then have you been you watching Vanderpump Lala? Rules? Yeah. I've not been watching Vanderpump Rules, but I definitely watched this split potentially play out between Lala and Rand. Right. I mean, the reason this is such a good gossipy thing is because Lala pretends like she like knows everything. When they it comes also to just had a baby. Yeah, but they break up all the time. They have like the least stable relationship of all time. Like they're constantly breaking up. And when she gets when they when they like get into a fight, she deletes all her pictures on her Instagram of him, which just goes to show you like the level of instability in their relationship. And I wouldn't care, but she does offer a lot of unsolicited relationship advice to everyone on that show. So I think it's just kind of funny. Yeah, they're very like hot headed people. I don't think that like that is necessarily. Do you think it's like really over? No, not okay. at all. I mean, especially depending. Also, I don't think it's really over. Well, James Kennedy said that it was very convenient that they were having this split right around Lala's book signing. Like, right. People think it's a PR stunt. I mean, maybe it is. I wouldn't. Sur that wouldn't surprise me. Like, it could be either. You know, right. it could I mean, on the show, they had a whole thing where she didn't make the New York Times bestseller list. And she was like really upset about it. Okay, well, of all the people who are going to make the New York Times bestseller list, like, I think Lala's not, like, the top priority. Well, she's <laughs> like, probably annoyed because Stassi got it. Stassi has a much stronger, like, she's an OG of that show. Like, yeah, you know, not every Vanderpump Rules star gets to make the it's New, a New York, York Times it's a bestseller. bestseller. Right, like, we, we, but we have one perspective from the Vanderpump cast on the bestseller list. I think that's good. I think that's They've enough. been represented. Yes. I think that's enough association with the New York Times for... For Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> yes. Um, we also have an update on the Gabby Petito case. It's, it's not... I mean, by the time you listen to this, there could be more updates. But apparently, they discovered some uh, items that belong to Brian Laundrie in a Florida nature reserve, like a backpack and a notebook. Mm. But um, and they also and found human remains, but they're not sure if they're his yet. I think they're his. Why do you think so? Where, how do you think he died? I think he either like killed himself or he's like out there and like in the elements. Like it is kind of hard to survive in the woods, I would imagine, for that long. You have to be pretty good at like nature too. Right. There's like all sorts of shit that happens in like the forest, is there not? 
I, I don't know. Like, you sound, like you're, you sound like you're Hagrid telling the kids, like, <laughs> like I mean, don't go like, in the Forbidden Forest. I mean, there's like animal, there's like wild animals and shit, right? It's not. Really, I don't know. I don't know like, what the. How do you eat? There's stuff. Like, but apparently, like money. it's very like the remains are very badly decomposed because there was like it was like in a water. Yeah, the area. So but then it's why gonna take them a the while to identify. Because a body decomposes faster than a notebook. Does it? Yes. Once you die, your body like immediately starts to decompose, and like it gets like pretty gross pretty fast. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. Right, right. Like the fact like, that he, oh. it, like the longer he's been dead out there, like the the worse. It, like a note, a paper takes like a long time to decompose. A human body, like as soon as you're dead just like starts to smell and starts to leak and like only gets worse from there. And especially if it's in water, like it will probably decompose faster. Wow. Um, who knew that like paper was <laughs> uh, okay. That is right. I guess why they, I mean, you can imagine if you left a notebook, people. if you left a notebook outside for like a week, it would still like be there. Right. That's true. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, feel like i need to just like listen to something about this now <laughs> like yeah i'm like in, i mean i i feel pretty confident that it's him i if i had to i mean i guess what he's if not he in killed Mexico, someone else so and I, left his notebook next to them to be like you know i'm dead stop looking for me yeah but he's not dead maybe it's like i guess yeah i don't know maybe it's him who knows we'll find out probably pretty soon yeah this whole thing i mean I wish we could find out what happened. I guess if it's him, like I think we know be- what happens. Like he strangled her, and then he ran, and then maybe he died, like in nature, because like you said, it's hard right. to survive. <laughs> I feel like it's more likely he killed himself. Maybe. Right? Uh, why though? So that he wouldn't have to go to prison, where he and uh, because the entire country hates him. So you think he never even made it to Mexico? You think he was always in Florida? Yeah, I mean, I'm changing my story. Last week, I was like, he's definitely in Mexico. Um, and now I guess I think, th- well, apparently he had experience in like national parks or like he's done like camping and shit. So then so, he like, probably could have survived. Maybe he could have survived. I don't know. I, but I feel so I kind of feel like if he died, it's probably because he from like a self inflicted situation. Wow. It's going to be one of those mysteries, I think. Yeah. I wonder if they'll make it into a movie. Hmm. I think I think they shouldn't make it into a movie. I think they should make like a movie sort of with a similar plot. No, like I like the idea of a drama movie with like a similar basis, but like it makes its own story. Right. It's not like really on. It's based on this, but it's not like fully. It's not the the story. Right. Yeah. It's like more interesting than the full story because I feel like you probably you could tell the full story of what happened in like three minutes right but you could make the story more interesting if you were like a writer embellish tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yes you heard that right you can talk to a human on the discover customer service team anytime so the next time you have a question about your credit card call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. 
Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm Betches co-founder Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button-down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button-down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western. Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's L-E-E dot com. That's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. Should we get back to your and Aileen's Super Bowl? Succession. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about Succession. What did you think of the um, first episode? I thought it was very Succession-y. Like, (laughs) very very as expected what I would expect from Succession um, episode one. I'm trying... Now it's Thursday. I watched it on Sunday. What happened? Uh, Okay, Um, I'll give you an update. Okay. Okay, so it's sort of like dealing with the fallout from when Kendall went on TV in the season finale last year and said, like, my father is, like, a malign influence on the company and, like, he knows everything and he's the problem. So basically where the season starts is Kendall is, like, trying to, like, figure out, like, you know, what he's going to do. Like, is the Justice Department going to go after his dad? He's trying to, like, gather people from the board to hopefully, like, I guess, oust Logan and he has like he's dating Naomi Pierce, which I liked that they did that. Um, and then they so they show like Kendall with his like you know assistant and trying to figure out like right. you know trying to and Greg and trying to like read the media like what do people think of him? And then on the other side they show Logan and Roman and Shiv and Jerry and all of the like you know basically the whole inner circle of 
we start Royco and they're trying to figure out like what to do, who they should appoint as CEO in place of Logan. Is Logan going to get in trouble with like the DOJ? And then Logan flies to Sarajevo because there's no extradition treaty with the U.S. because he's afraid he's going to get in trouble. And he ends up and for a lot of the episode, they're basically like figuring out who's going to be the CEO. So that was kind of like the, I feel like that's the whole show. Drama. It's just it like, is. who's going to be the CEO? Who's going to be the CEO? It's like Game of Thrones, the king. It's like, it is whatever. Who even fucking wants this job? You have so much money. I know. That's what I don't get. Like, why does everyone want this job? Like, you could just live super rich without having to run this, like, evil corporation. Like, what's the what's the appeal of being the CEO? Why does everyone want it so bad? I don't I understand that. their father, like, instilled this, like, competitiveness in them and, like, they can't. They don't even like their father. I know, but it's like that's just how it is with a family like that. I guess I just kind of feel like dad is kind of like unrealistic that they all really want this like very stressful, very like complicated job that it's not like they need the money for. Well, I kind of okay. I see that for Roman, Kendall, and Shiv. I feel like they want to like do something a little bit like more than. But why wouldn't Shiv just stay in politics? Like that was because to me like, like Shiv doesn't like know herself, I think is like what doesn't get said about her, but like it's pretty clear because she's like not really like that good at anything. But like sometimes she's like okay at the, like you know, like her marriage is kind of like right. bad. Like she's not she doesn't really know herself. She's not really competent. Like she's fine, but she's obviously she's more competent than Roman, but she's not like Right. Incredibly competent. I think Kenzel's probably the most competent, but he's like, you know, kind, kind of, of like annoying. He's like a little like bit he like was so he was so I don't like him like all giddy like he was this episode. It's like kind of makes it's like a little cringy. Right. Well, he clearly also has some issues, but yeah, I don't I don't know why Roman wants to, to be it. Like why? Right. Like you would imagine he would just be like spending the money, having a good time. Like, why would he want to concern himself with like the scandal or any of that other shit, like given his character, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Also, why is Kendall going to his ex-wife's apartment? Like that also didn't really because, make that much sense to me. So I think that was like, he had nowhere to go. Like he could, like, he's I don't so get much money. Rent's a suite. Room, right? Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. Oh, because he couldn't use the credit card. Maybe use your own fucking credit card. Use one of your aides credit cards. Use like, a, I don't know. You know. That doesn't make any sense to me. I didn't really get that either. Like I like the, forgot who that woman was. Took me a second to realize that was his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. It's like a show. It's like a, a little bit of a campy show. Like there's a little bit of it that's kind of like, you know, it's not right. like the they they are clearly putting certain things in there to advance the plot and the characters, like and keep them in. You know, like. Why is why don't they get an external CEO? Like why is Jerry right? Why is it have to be option? one of them? Like wait, why is why are we even considering the kids? Right, why it has to be one of the kids? That's like the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Right, and Kendall's trying to get Shiv to come over to his side, and and Roman's uh, sorry, Logan's trying to get Kendall to like not do this, and it's just like, yeah, it is right. very successful. I, like, I don't know if I feel like if I had all that money. I would just do something like actually meaningful, maybe. Like, yeah, it wouldn't same. be about the money. If it wasn't about the money, like, what is the point? 
Right. Especially if you were able to like have anything you wanted your whole life and like. Right. I don't. Re- I don't really get it. I'm not. You know what I mean? Like they're I just. Mean, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, this is a fictional family, but also like in that family, like why do the Rupert Murdoch's kids want to like gun to run the company? Like, you know, I don't know. Right. I think like in I think in some families that like have that sort of like legacy, it's like very important to them to keep it like, you know, and to keep it within the family. Right. And there's like. But to me, if that were the case, then you would be, like, super intensely respectful of your father, which Kendall obviously isn't. Well, so like, what is... he was for, like, years. And then I think once his father was going to make him the scapegoat for, like, all the scandals, right. he then turned against him. Well, it was almost like he's now trying to prove that he is a killer because his dad was like, you can't be the CEO. You're not a killer. Right. And he's like, right. well, I'll show you a killer. Yeah. I'm going to, like, kill you. Right, exactly. Like, I think that is kind of, like, part of it. I think it's, like, hard for us to understand because, like, we don't come from one of these, like, types of families. But I kind of think there's, like, a certain – there's a way that, like, that type of family works where it's all very, like, tight-knit and we wouldn't – Like, what – Yeah. And what makes the most sense to me is the other brother – I forgot his name – the oldest brother. Uh, That he would be, like, trying – yeah, that he would be, like, trying to put on these productions and plays that never make any money. Um, to me, that makes the most sense because it's, like, you don't really have any talent, but you have a lot of money, so people might, like, kind of take you seriously in this industry and you can, like, sort of have some power there because of your money. Do you know what I mean? Like, that seems, like, more realistic. Yeah, I completely actually agree with that, that, um, that yeah, that is the most, like, like, why wouldn't you if you're like, right, you would yeah. do like your passion that you were probably like mediocre at best at, or you could be good your, at it. You could right. be good at it. Sure. And then just use your money to like, take you to the next level. It's like, you can take that risk, do your own thing, take the risk because it doesn't matter if it fails. Like you still are going to be super rich. Right. I, yeah. And with Connor, yeah, I think Connor probably does make the most sense, but again, he is like the half sibling, which makes sense that he's not like as sucked into this competition. Right, maybe you know, he kind of like how mom. Tiffany Trump is like not trying to get involved with Trump Org yet. I don't know, <laughs> you know. I guess we it's will like see. there's a little bit of like a black sheep element where it's like they can do their own thing because they're not like held hostage by their parent. Right, and it seems like the dad doesn't really care about them, so he wouldn't really even care if they like stepped away from the company. No, I think he like does care. Like I. Can't, he like he wants it to be his kids, but he but he doesn't trust his kids, and he also doesn't act in a way that would make his kids capable. It's like he wants to both, uh, like, like um, hamper his kids while also right. expecting them to do it. It's just it's just weird. They don't show any moments of like them just having like a nice normal conversation. No, and you would like, think that the there trip? would be like at least something like that, right? Right, between some of them. Like, they only are ever, like, roasting each other entirely. Right. Like, how was your trip to, how was, like, your yacht trip or whatever? Like, you would think there would be, like, at least, like, a minute of, like, we actually have, like, something to talk about besides taking our father down or vying to be his favorite. Like, there's right, just or like a see- funny memory. Like, right. that tells even something that, about them. With the dad. Like, that's what I'm saying. There's no, like, redeeming qualities in any person at all on the show, which to me, I think, makes it 
a little like that doesn't get me to that level of like obsession. Like in the Sopranos, the best thing about the Sopranos was that like Tony Soprano was this mobster who was like committing atrocities, but you were like kind of attached. Like there was something really likable about him at the same time. Well, I think in the Sopranos, like the, cause think about it. Like you don't really think that about many of the other characters. And also that was a longer show. So you got to know them a little bit better, but like, you got to watch Tony Soprano. three seasons. Right, right. I, I think I would. You got to watch Tony Soprano go to therapy. Like, I think, like, a therapist or, like, some sort of counseling would make a really interesting, um, you know, element to this show. Like, if there were some sort of, like, if you did see them maybe talking to, like, friends or talking to, like, anyone outside the family. I guess you sort of saw in this episode Shiv speaking to, like, that woman, Lisa Arthur, but that was all like all for business, and like that wasn't really her friend. Clearly, right? Like, that didn't make her endearing. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. To me. yeah. Right, yeah, you're right. Like they don't ever show like a, a moment of why. Like I'm just assuming that like that they're but like even this with the characters of- that weren't in therapy. Like you got there was still like you had a sympathy for Carmela Soprano. You sort of like got well, some insight her, into. Well, you saw her talking to like her priest. Like I think that they 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 opened up these scenes in that show where right. like you know you saw like Paulie and his mother and like you know you there was side scenes that each character like, got to have that to show some humanity yeah yeah like you never see these characters alone right you never see um yeah and in succession i don't feel like there's like any of that there's no one like talking to their friends about like their real feelings there's like there's there's like kendall's drug problem but even when he speaks to like Naomi Pierce or someone else about it, it's still in like sort of a joking, like no vulnerability, serious way. So yeah, maybe that's why maybe it's like real, like they didn't learn how to be vulnerable. Like these are wasps. The Sopranos is about Italians. Like it's a different culture. It just is like the way people are with their family. Like, you know, it's those family ties were much more intimate than like right. the family ties in this family. Like if you remember when they went, Shiv and Roman went to go see their mom and she was just like. But do like, wasps so just have zero close relationships with anyone? Is that the no, idea? <laughs> no, but this is a, sh- a show and right. they're like, and you know, it's really also about like the business. So I think it's like, honestly, like I think there are families where the dynamic just does not lend itself to close vulnerable relationships. Right. Well, then I wish they would, like, take us back and, like, explain the origins of that or, like, give some background and to, like, Save. some nuance of, like, those relationships. I think that would ha- add a greater, like, depth to the story. But maybe that's not what they're going for. Maybe they don't care about it being, like, the characters being, like, so Developed. well-rounded and three-dimensional. Right. Um, no, I agree with that. I would love some flashbacks. like Right? Something that, like, explains the relationship or, like, just how they got there or like, because even in those stories where like, even in the the cases where families aren't close to, it's usually something that can sort of explain it or something that gives you like a little bit of insight into why the dynamic is this way. Some like past trauma or some past thing. Well, it's also just rare that none of there's no alliances within a family, like that there's no two characters. Right. (laughs) It's weird that there's no two people who are close at all like right. no everyone is an island in the family no one has anyone's back yeah. even shiv and her husband like are ready to throw each other under the bus at like a moment's notice totally totally absolutely 
Yeah, I mean, it seems like Shiv is gonna go, I guess, try to like, she wasn't named CEO, so she's just gonna go like, go help Kendall. No loyalty in the fam. I guess we will see how that works out on next week's episode. I feel like we, we, we did a pretty good recap of that. Yeah, I, I mean, if we say so ourselves. Yes. But that's it for this week's Ad Batches podcast. Don't forget new episodes come out every Thursday. And be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple or Spotify. Please leave us a positive review, and we will talk to you next week on the Ad Batches podcast. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Dana Samuel. Editing by Sean Kilby and Stacey Wong. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at betches.com. Betches.